welcome to the second episode of Tree of Life Networking's second webcast. Today's host is uh, Haku. Haku. Yeah, welcome. Haku. Welcome, man. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, just tell us a little about uh, Haku. It does a uh, like rap in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself. Uh, so my name is Haku. I've lived in Tulsa since like you know I was uh, about eight years old, and I've been doing music since. Uh, uh, let's see. I think uh, I started taking it serious when I was around. No, I had just turned eighteen. I just turned 18 when I just uh, started taking it serious, and I was a senior in high school. And you're 21 now? Yeah, I'm 21 now. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, it's just, it's just something that, like, I had I always had, like, a knack for, because, like, it's, like, rhythms and poetry, and I always was wanting to write a little bit of poems, and then uh, I always was, like, wanting to do my own music. I used to play the drums when I was in high school, and uh, I uh, got in contact with the, uh, one of I got in contact with this this rapper who actually ended up being one of my closest friends. He goes by the name of Ozzy, and he uh, he actually inspired me to get into rap. And he uh, and then uh, I also started getting inspired by uh, a few other homies, uh, J Rob. Uh, then a couple of dudes that we met through this uh, little event that J Rob started hosting called the BA Cyphers, and I started meeting a lot more local artists, and it just took off from there. And I just and I'm here now. Okay, what places have you um, played at or? Uh, I have I performed at Sound Pony. I have performed at what is it? Uh, the the Vintage. What is it? Oh man, I forgot. It was a while ago. But uh, Mixco, Juice Maker, uh, Jillerises, uh, uh, and that's really about it. A lot of different places around here. Cool. Yeah, about like four or five different places. Okay. You're trying to get what was the we got we got Kane's Ballroom and what's the other one that's across the street that holds about like 800, 1200 people? Do you know what I'm talking about? They have like an upstairs area. Oh, you talk about that other one that's across from the Sound Pony. I always for, I always forget yeah. what that place is. I actually haven't even been there yet. I feel Not like even just it's to be good. In there, just to drink and all. It's a great place, a great venue. Like it always it's always packed too. And then like they got their own couches out there on the side. It's a really cool vibe. And they got it upstairs too, like you said. I didn't, I didn't even realize that until like the second or third time I performed that sound pony. Okay. And then we were talking earlier about how, um, like trying to make an image for you, basically, like, you know, um, some makeup artists, you know, some MCs and everything. Yeah. It's just trying to kind of like gather them together and work on. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I just have these like little ideas here and there that like, you know, I think to myself and then, uh, I, I see opportunities to get them, and then I just go after them. Like me and White Fear, we had a little video shoot, and the uh, music and the the song that we did for the video shoot is "And," and it's just you know really really pump up you know wild out for like the groove, just to show that we're like you know we're trying to be like About out it. there, we're trying to be pretty yeah. pretty pretty loud, we're trying to start up some noise, and that was like one of the and it was it was it, the. I guess you can say the concept about the song is just, you know, kind of going crazy with life, just how things are going. So the image I wanted to put my for myself was kind of a Marilyn Manson type of look. So, you know, I put on a little bit of makeup, had some eye contacts in. And I don't know, after I, uh, after I saw, like, some snippets of it from the director, uh, I actually might be going more with that type of look because, you know, it, may, it just, you know, I look like I was in a position where I was just going crazy. And even now, like, you know, I still feel like I'm in a crazy position in my life. And it's just something to bring... A more character out when I like start putting out more music. Yeah, and start making and start making newer music too. I like that because like I uh, I like I mean Marilyn Manson like from just like the first kind of uh, portrayal of him he looks cra- like, a little crazy you know like people don't know. I mean heck it, 
his uh, second album is titled The Antichrist Superstar. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty out there. You it know, is, that, yeah. That's, that's definitely trying to ask for some trouble because everybody, like, you know, nobody, everybody, like, everybody in today's society likes to judge a book by its cover. And, you know, when you, especially if you just, especially when you have, especially when your first album is a, a picture of uh, claymation dolls, uh, the portrait of an American family, it has claymation, like, really grotesque uh, claymation. Marilyn Manson's. Yeah, yeah, Marilyn Manson's first album. And then when he comes out with an Antichrist Superstar, it's just like, hold up now. Yeah. What you doing? But his lyrics were like pretty Oh my god. In depth, yeah. Like talk about some like deep stuff that like, you know, if you don't actually sit there and re-listen to it or even try to like look up the lyrics and try to study them, yeah. you will misconstrue a few mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So what's um speaking of that, like uh speaking to the public about a certain message, what is something that Haku like really wants to kind of get out to the crowd? Just, you know, don't 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 uh my message would be, you know, don't don't sell yourself. Always be true to yourself and always like and always, you know, be thinking about the next thing or something bigger than just like what's happening around you. Like think of something that's happening inside you. Think of something that's happening out there in the world and the universe because everything's connected somehow. And, you know, just try to think and then like, you know, uh, don't and don't judge a book by its cover, too. Because mm-hmm. like, like I said, if you see the music video, you're just going to see if you just see the makeup and just like listen to the bare minimum of what i'm saying you're just gonna think i'm just some guy who's just saying like oh i'm i'm damn for the end it's just like no with with the stuff that's going on in my life it's just like it feels like it'd be better just to be damn it wouldn't be better or it's not like i'm gonna be leading it's like with the situation i am it's like probably going down would be a lot better than just making it being fake and like screwing everyone else and stuff yeah exactly i think that's really important right now is for people to be real and to talk about the real things that they're going through and that's the main thing about this broadcast is just getting people together and talking about the things but i find that being a little challenging too because one people have a problem with uh patience or listening to a certain thing they just want like now nah, that's why oh my, oh my I, love God. Tr- I love i cannot agree with that anymore that's that's the way i look at myself too because like uh you know i feel like i'm a turtle in this race because I, I notice I have progression, but it's slow, and I'm starting to accept that now because, you know, I, I, I tried to sit there and hop into these two different situations where I just was, I just hopped in and tried to just take off, but or you, you, know, you, the- you can't take off until you got the fuel first. Yeah. And those two situations, like, sometimes, you know, it felt like I had the fuel, but, like, when I finally would try to take off with it, it just ended up crashing down, and so now I'm just just trying to do me and like, you know, get a couple of shits together. And then that way I can finally take off with what I'm trying to do with, you know, my music and like with like my vision for what kind of future I want to try to provide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're sharing kind of your experiences with the world and you're also going kind of balls out and just, just fucking doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can cuss on here by the way. So yeah. (laughs) Well, I was doing that. See, that's that's another thing with me anyway, is that I'm an explicit artist. I don't, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, you know, like I feel like a lot of things are sugarcoated these days. So, you know, I'm just trying to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And I and like I said, that's just how I am, too. I just I just cussing is therapeutic for me. So I just keep doing it. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. And so you said you've gone to Sound Pony in different uh, places. What um, you're trying to get into more places. Get, you're just basically trying to get your f- feet wet. I don't know if that's the right term. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to get my feet wet right now. I'm trying to, like, make sure that, like, because we have because wifey right now we have plans for a project to start making a project during the summer did you say wifey wifey 
Oh, okay. Yeah, why fear? You know, why fear life? Why fear death? Yeah. Why fear this? Why fear that? Yeah, it's uh, the group that I got going on, or okay. the group that uh, one of my homeboys and me got going on. Uh, but uh, we, uh, so it's a group that we're trying to start a project in the summer, and right now it's just, right now we're looking at this point in time from now until the summer to just get our feet wet and especially for me trying to like expose myself as haku the solo artist so when you see me as haku you know the group wife your artist you know i will have different things to be talking about because uh right now with the idea of how i want to go solo it's a little bit different than what wife here is going to be doing but then again, I'm trying to show off my versatility so that way people know that I can talk about this, this, and that while I'm also trying to, you know, do my own thing from what the group's trying to do. Okay, yeah. I find that important, working with the group, but also doing your solo thing. You were talking about earlier how you've got a mentor, but you're also kind of like want to mentor someone. Yeah. I feel like that should be in every area of life. Like, for instance, I wouldn't necessarily call you, uh, Taylor, my mentor, but for here, you're helping me host this video. But yet again, I can also tell other people like, hey, if you want to host anything, boom, you know, like basically take take the reins in your craft that you want to do. Yeah. And but make sure you're kind of like listening to a few people that have been there before you. But like oh, you're yeah. like you're saying, you don't like to um, take necessarily what someone else is doing and just like copy that. You want your own thing. But exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah, exactly. It's like every like because, you know, when I first brought up the whole context idea, you know, everybody just kept throwing in, you know, Hobson, Hobson. I'm just like. Hobson? Yeah, like Hobson. Yeah. Yeah, because he do, usually does the context, too. He just doesn't do the makeup. Mm -hmm. So everybody just kept throwing in the Hobson, the Hobson thing. And I would I was just like, no, it's actually more Marilyn Manson because I'm trying to also do the makeup because I want because like I specifically asked for the makeup to be smeared on my eyes to look like, you know, I've been crying that like I'm sad. Like and the all Joker kind of. But, like, uh, but then like, you know, you see me going crazy in the video. Then it's just like, man, what the? Yeah. <laughs> I can see that causing uh bringing a lot of hype, mm -hmm. a lot of energy to the crowd for that, sure. Yeah, because because everybody that's like has seen the video, they they also comment on like, holy cow, who's that guy? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah. I I really went. I I really tried to make sure that I looked the part because my part was a screamo part. It wasn't really rapping and all that. So that's my, something I, I love that with um, uh, is it Barker uh Blink One Eight Two drummer. Uh, Travis Barker. Travis Barker, man, yeah, like combining like rap and like he does everything. Uh, I don't oh know. Oh my god, especially his collaboration with Yellow Wolves. Anything that has Travis Barker and Yellow Wolves name together on something, I'm listening to it. Yeah, Th those two are my mans. I like their music, especially like like I said, I was a drummer in high school. Travis Barker was one of those that like especially inspired me to try to be a little percussionist back in high school. So it was it was something very it was very dope to like find out that he was like a part of one of my favorite like country rappers I consider. Country? Yeah, my country <laughs> yeah I consider Yellow Wolf a country rapper. Well to me, especially since he's from Bama, so I'm just like that's my country rapper. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've I started with drums too. I just didn't get really uh I didn't master it necessarily. And then from there, my brother played a lot of uh, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, stuff like that. But I went more bass, and I did a uh, bass guitar a little bit. Oh, nice. And then my main thing now that I'm kept a little hush-hush on is uh, producing EDM music. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. my Toymaker's dream project. But, yeah, that bass, like, I don't just see the progression of music and such and just how it – I've learned about uh, music theory and, like, the hertz rates, how it actually affects our – cognitive process and right, all that right. so dude yeah music i mean that's what constitutes the world like everything's held together by music so See, and that's especially why i like wanted to get into music because you know like i read a little thing about it it's like music is like magic because if you got if you got the right set of like you know sounds put together just right 
it does something to your brain like it whether it like makes you feel sad about something whether it makes you feel happy or excited or nostalgic especially being especially like if you listen to old songs it's like when you hear when you hear that that uh that banging song from like you know in the 90s 2000s or just like a few years ago you just get that nostalgic feeling because it was put together so right that it explains a certain memory that like you what you were doing when you were listening to that song yeah and that's why I love about music. Always got that replay by value if you got that right song. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. So what are some of your next upcoming goals, I guess? What are you kind of looking at right now? Uh, right now, I'm actually trying to really I'm I'm trying to I'm trying I'm so I released a uh, so I already released a mixtape, but I consider it a demo mixtape. So I haven't even released a, an official mixtape. So and my goal is is to really branch out uh, like a death metal rap sound into my next project. Okay. Because I want it to be a concept mixtape and I want it to really, really, you know, drum up emotions. I, I wanted to like... And that's what I want too. Is emo- I want to pull those emotions from people, you know? <laughs> and, I, and, and like, especially like with how I've been feeling nowadays because like I feel like these days like I'm a little more angry. I'm a little more sad. I'm depressed. But yet I'm just... I just got that rage in my stomach. I'm like, I'm like a caged up animal and I really want to release that and I feel like adding a death metal sound to some rap music would be the perfect mixture for at least how I'm feeling right now. So that way I can bring a mixtape to the people that hopefully at least one kid will play and be like, that helped me. Yeah, because obviously if you're going through something, I learned this in like elementary, like if you if you have a question, someone else has probably got the same question. Right. Someone else is feeling the same exact thing. So right. Like, you know, yeah. Exactly. There's someone out there right now that is angry at something. They can't figure it out. They're like sitting here hitting dead end after dead end and then finding they're just they're, they just want to scream mm-hmm. and that's what i want to do i want to be that screamer for some people that like you know are just in that moment where they're just trying to get out but it's like something just keeps pulling them back but i want to give them that drive to just keep pushing it's probably their parents to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I i can't deny that there's been a couple times i've had a parent push me back a couple times yeah that's probably a part of it though you know we probably wouldn't find that like release until there's something pulling on us you know but exactly. have, you, have you listened to under oath at all uh, their main drummer, Aaron Gillespie, he does drums. He started a new band called the the I'm not sure, but he does like he he'll he'll do the drums and double bass too, right? Like he'll do all that and sing at the same time. That's and then, crazy. And then he'll go just like Twenty One Pilots. They do the piano. He'll yeah. get on the guitar. You know. Yeah. I love seeing more of that. Like some of my uh, DJ friends, they do a little trumpet and oh, their wow. shit. So yeah. So see, and that's and that's how I want to be is because you know like uh, even though. Probably at one point in time, I would like to have my own band. It's just with right now, I wouldn't mind just kind of doing like a new metal sound all on my own. So a completely new metal sound, like just and this won't be all me because you know I want to try to do the screamo. I'm gonna definitely do the rap, and I mean I'm I'm really trying to like exercise my vocals so I can find because I can't I truly cannot sing. But like I've been but like I've noticed and some people have told me that if I can find that right octave. I have a bit of a singing voice, so yeah. I'm really trying to exercise my vocals to do that. It's just really hard for me, but like, but other than that, yeah, I want to try to do like most of like, like, uh, just the death metal music, just really on my own, and like, I can't really play an instrument. Like, I fell off from the drums. I, I've actually been trying to pick up guitar these days, but like, I'm, I'm a, like I said, slow progress, mm-hmm. slow progress. I, I got, I've accepted that, so I just have my slow progress, but. I'm really trying to pick up on a few more instrumentals, but like right now, I know that my voice is the right instrument, and it's just I'm just trying to also look out, look for some producers. So, 
just like slow progress. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot lately too. Is patience, uh, you know, slow and steady wins the race, et cetera, et cetera. But how do you feel about that with um, a society today that's growing more exponentially than it ever has? You know, how do you balance those? I, I can't. I can't even. For me, there, there's sometimes I get sidetracked and, you know, like I hear about something and it just makes me go dumbfounded. So I really don't even have a true answer for that because I'm just doing me and I'm just trying to keep focused on the on the shit that I got going on because them, them having me go real, real insane. But just do what makes you happy. You just got to do what makes you happy. Whatever makes you feel like you're doing you, whatever makes you feel like that that you can wake up in the morning and just go out and enjoy it enjoy mm -hmm. your toilsome labor under the sun that's what like, Solomon says. like me i'm a i'm a homebody but i've actually but like since i've been trying to really put myself out there more as haku i really have been trying to step out of the home and i've been going to like open mics and i've been trying to go to more shows for like some other uh, local artists that i know and try to show my love and appreciation for them and then try to go and put myself out there like i said and i don't know it it that that brings that brings me that that's what brings me a little bit more joy and keeps my head more level because it's like even though I do have this slow progress, I'm at least knowing that I'm making the right moves for you. Yeah, right. Not necessarily right because everything that a lot of people in society are looking for like is this the right thing that I need to be doing? It's like, well, do you feel like see, it is? Like, exactly, do you want to do that? Exactly. It's <clears throat> like, see, yeah, exactly. Because like me, I feel like what I'm doing for me right now is perfect because you know it's slow. I'm focusing on my job. I'm focusing on on like. Uh, my future endeavors for my mixtape and then I'm focusing on like uh, what's going on with white fear it's just I'm keeping those lined up in my own you know routine my own little daily routine even though you know there's sometimes I don't get enough sleep but sometimes you got to sacrifice that sleep to eat yeah yep true yeah what what's the difference uh, I feel like really lame asking this between a mixtape and um, like an EP uh, one second you good uh I think the difference between an EP and a mixtape is that, you know, a mixtape could be, could have, you know, ha mixtapes have the possibility of being albums where the EP is just, you know, a short album. A few couple, like. Yeah, it's just a few couple of songs that maybe are like vibe songs or maybe it's just, uh, or just like a little concept that you have that you were just able to just put in a small package. Mixtapes is just, it comes with, you know, uh, I feel like what it, I feel like when it comes to mixtapes, it's just uh, what you were able to jam pack to make into like a symphony to give to maybe somebody to make make into MP or an actual album. Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Okay. So what? Um, so okay. So the few things that your main, your focus on, you've been through a fair amount of things in life. I'm gonna assume been through some shit, yeah. and you want to help other people release. Maybe not necessarily like they're not release their aggression order, but maybe control it into a uh, into their own craft, music or, or whatever. Right, just yeah, whatever whatever does them. Yeah, and so and you've already got the people to go with you to these certain events, like your makeup bars and your clothing and different things and your um, MC and such. But what do you need personally to to make your uh, to produce like what you want to produce exactly? Man, I uh, I I need the I need a microphone. I need uh, I need a computer. I need like a microphone like this. Uh, yeah, I need you know a good microphone. I need uh, I need a desktop so that way I can get a, a studio software. Uh, yeah, and then I need the uh, 
interface. Which and isn't cheap. I know it's a couple hundred yeah. for. Are you use like Fruity Loops or what do you use? Uh, yeah, usually it's Fruity Loops and Studio One that I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's uh, Studio One and Fruity Loops was used to make uh, about, let's say, about eighty percent of uh, the Sneak Out demo. Yeah, it was, yeah. We Sneak Out's what it's called. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my yeah, that's my mixtape's name is Sneak Out. Uh, yeah, it um, yeah, we would uh record everything on Studio One. Mix it, master it a little bit on there, and then we would, you know, turn it into an MP3, then put it over on FL, then mix and master, then mix and ma or master the rest of it on FL Studio. So that way, it's got like that double master. Nice. So basically, mic, computer, software. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the uh, interface. Yeah, the interface software. No, like, like I need the interface so that way I can uh, connect the XLR cord. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What he got? Yeah, for sure. I got you. I thought it was like that for your loops or like whatever the. Oh no! Yeah, no. This yeah, the software is the uh, Fruity Loops and the Studio One. I need the hard so desktop, software interface and the mic. But four so, things roughly. Four okay. Things, yeah. Cool. We'll see if we can work on getting you some of that. I uh, really appreciate it. For sure, that's something that Tree of Life is like, just huge about. You know, I I receive, uh, I find ways to get what I need in life. I know that food's really important, exercise, all these things, a place to live, but I don't want to uh, gather all this stuff. I tried this basically with Influence. What I talked on my first webcast with Taylor about is with Influence, I got grant money from school. I used that to sponsor a photographer, X, Y, and Z, but I wasn't real like uh, methodical about how I went about it, right? right? And so I realized kind of like uh, with giving someone a fishing pole or teaching them to fish, you know, it's like uh, I used to play professional paintball and so a big thing for paintball is it's like one of the most expensive sports. But um, so my manager taught me how to get sponsorships and such. Okay. So the two main things is basically not just receiving things to give to people, but like uh, building people up. Right. You know, and I, I want to I want to see that more in our local communities and our in our country and all that. Just people yeah. who actually have money or the resources to do something like connect people with it, not just like. See, and that and, and that's what I wish I could do right now, because like that's all I want to do is like, you know, I wish I wish I could sit there and already have all this stuff. So that way, you know, I could just tell wife fear, hey, forget the summer. Let's go ahead and start working on the project right now. Or, you know, like tell a couple of like some of my like homies and just be like, hey, you need a mixtape done. Like, come over here and do it and just do this and that. But like just some certain situations when it happened. And yeah, like I said, just try try to take off before getting that fuel. And it's just that. That's where I definitely w was having to like teach myself, you know, that my slow progression is really better because if I can build myself up, then and put myself in a better position where maybe I have a more solidified foundation instead of just assuming that I do, then that way I'll be able to help anybody else that like is that needs a little hope in hand or just need that little boost up. Yeah, for sure. You got to build your like yourself a steady platform and then make yourself a pillar and then you can help other people. Cause that's like another thing for me is that like usually I, I like I could I could define myself a little bit of like a people pleaser. I like to help out, especially my people specifically, because I don't, I don't really try to help out anybody else. But like no, like I, I try to uh, I want I, I could be considered a people pleaser, and that's really what also was happening with the other kind of uh, little uh, endeavors that I was trying to do in my past that like caused me to crash and was just I was trying to help out too many people instead of just focusing on myself and making sure I was like helped out and was you know your cups overflowing so what's overflowing helps them not just like 
depleting your cup. And then exactly. Sure. Yeah. That, I've never really even thought about it like that. That's a good one. I yeah. like that. I like that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I learned that in life too. Like I learned that life either with like, so I've been married twice, almost three times, got a little baby, baby's mm -hmm. mama girl and everything. And I've learned that trust and communication are the biggest things. And so it's cool when you, it's interesting when you see other people with talent and you're like, man, I really want to work with you or whatever, but they might not be the person that's, they might not be like necessarily negative for you, but they're just not the right person. Just like with Taylor and, and um, um, trying to uh, get his, he's, he's written a book basically. Mm -hmm. He came out with a book, but he's doing another, like a children's book, right? Okay. And so he's sent it out to how many, 60 people? Can you, can you talk? Uh, lots of people, hundreds Damn. of people. Yeah, but I mean, that's just, part of life like it's just there's a lot of books and a lot of people writing books you know yeah. and so and that's what i love about making music too it's like i'm writing my own book it's yeah. like a, like sneak out demo to me is like a biography about like me like you know how i have it lined up it's just it went from like you know some happy vibey songs to a little bit if you know like like you can say like a little more downplay style sad tonus songs mm -hmm. not really you know completely sad because you know it's a little bit it's a little bit pumped up in my opinion but it's still you know it just has that that uh, sound of just, you know, it being just a little less like uppity and just more on like a little sad note. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that's what I love about, that's what I love about mixtapes too, is that it's my own book. It's like a live book basically. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, that's something that I'm trying. I've been, I realized, okay. So like I haven't, I guess per se from other people's perspectives, mastered like one particular craft, right? I've done like music, uh, and event promotion, marketing. I've done uh, photography, cinematography, like a million just different things. I've written wow. my own, written my own book and stuff. And people right. are like, just do one thing, man, and then go out from there. But it's like, no, I want it to be. I'm like a perfectionist almost, mm -hmm. you know. But I also don't want to be too anal about certain things. You yeah. Know? But um, I'm seeing kind of like where life's taking me, and I, I notice that it's all kind of coming around full swing, right? And so like, there's some, certain people like maybe older generations, our age group, and maybe up that are still reading. A, yeah. lot, a lot of people below us just want Twitter, like the, those 100 characters, and like that's yeah. it. <laughs> so, but you got to reach people in different ways. And some people like music, some people like rap music, but some people like metal and stuff. And so, boom, when you're adding that, every type of uh, way that you can like add some type of thing to include people, you're getting more in your net. See, and that's of. the whole thing is that, like, uh, like with the sneak out demo, it's like you can't just, you, you still can't truly just uh, keep me confined in that mixtape because, you know, I like I have a bit of like screamo in the mixtape too. Like, I'm already showing people that, like, I'm trying to be a real versatile artist. And even with like me saying that my next mixtape is going to be like with a death metal rap sound you still will not be able to confine me because I'm always going to find new ways to really try to branch out my own sound and really try to, you know, extend myself into maybe even on other genres. Like I've actually had an idea of like trying to do some like EDM type of music and stuff like that. And just, and that, and like, and like, uh, I have a song on SoundCloud called who I am. And that to me was a real like EDM type of instrumental, especially with a big transition that happens in the second half of the song. And, I really felt like with like I really felt like I wrote something perfect to that and then it just you know just ideas started flowing it's just that's just how it starts out just from one little song and the next thing you know you open I'm a just, door and you're like let me try this and then you're just like holy shit <laughs> yeah man talk about opening the door I'm, I'm trying to bust down doors walls windows all of that I'm trying to break I'm trying to burn down houses with this music yeah so how do you, we were talking to Taylor about that earlier about uh so there's like two this balance in life about like kind of going with the flow of things and not like really pushing too much but then there's also that whole manifest your destiny where you're like actively going out and like kicking down doors and shutting other doors like mm -hmm. how do you how do you feel about that and also i had another question about um you know like say with certain groups like i'm just gonna mention system of a down 
they've had a lot of good albums that were like just on point with what they were broadcasting to people. Right. But then like maybe on a certain or say I don't know other certain artists they come out with like they come they become mainstream or something and they're just completely different. And you're like, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. Is this too early or whatever? So. So you're coming out with a certain sound for people, right? But then you, like you said, you don't want to be confined to a certain thing and you change it. How do you feel people will react to, a, you know, like you going from metal uh, and, you know, metal rap into EDM rap, like all that? See, that's the whole thing is that you, 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 you can't keep an artist confined. If they find new ways to really expand their music, that's why, like, so, like, like to be honest, I've only heard a few things from system, Systems of a Down, but I, but I've, the songs that I have heard, they're really, really, they're a great band, mm-hmm. and I just haven't listened to a, a full album, so I can't really even per se something about their sound. But Linkin Park, though, All right. that even to this day, that's still one of my biggest influences, and it's definitely what's going to help inspire uh, my mixtape is because you know they're a new metal and have screamo and rap in their. I think music. I said that when we first met at uh, Alex Diamond's house. I was like, you f- you feel like uh, Linkin Park and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two actually, other, you did. Yeah, yeah. see, so, uh, you know, their first, what, two albums, uh, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, was, you know, a rock rap, was really a rock rap, you know, new metal. Yeah. And then Minutes to Midnight comes out, and it was just more toned down and more soft melodic. That's actually probably my favorite, second favorite of Linkin Park's album is Minutes to Midnight because of the fact that, you know, the concept of the whole Minutes to Midnight is just like the last seconds of life, just, you know, at the edge of being pushed and just, you know, you're really, really at that breaking point that you're not even angry no more. You're just depressed. You're down and you're just trying to find a new way to fight instead of just always being angry. So that's why, like I say, like, you know, this project will be death metal and maybe the next one will be EDM or maybe the next one will probably still be death metal just depending on how I'm feeling. Yeah. But it's just like with how I'm feeling, with how I'm feeling right now, I'm angry. And I really want to vocalize on that anger because of the fact that, you know, my inspirations right now are like Marilyn Manson, Linkin Park, and, you know, um, uh, this uh, one band called In This Moment. All of them are really inspiring me and really like, and I'm just, you know, and, and, and I just, and I'm just, and I, like I said, I just want to really vocalize on my anger and just really try to put something out there because I feel like that being, that for music, if you are caught up in the moment, that's what makes the best music. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the moment. You're being real. Exactly. Yeah. And especially like, to me, like, th- like going to like the first one, like with like trying to do my own thing while everybody's doing this. You know, like a lot of people I feel like are just, are, you know, still doing some like R&B and soul music and stuff like that and just doing, you know, trap music and all that. And like me, like I could make some, I can make, you know, some type of like R&B soul music, some like love songs or like. Like that's what's popping, that. I'll make that. Yeah, just just like, yeah, what just whatever's popping, I could do that too. It's just that. You know, I want to make what I'm feeling because that as an artist, you have to make what you're feeling or else nobody's going to feel it. If you like, you know, everybody's going to feel something if you really put your all into it. But it's like I want to I want to do me instead of doing what like everybody else wants to listen to. I want to I want I want right now to be that uh, point in time for me to really find fans that are going to stick with me no matter what. Like, I don't want to just like throw out something to get like these what if fans. 
I want to get those fans that are going to be like, I'm going to stay with you until the day you die. He's talking about shit that's true, and he's fucking real. So I want to like understand what he's about right now and like kind of follow along with it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. Exactly. And I, you know, like that, that's all I want is that I want them solidify <laughs> fans that I'm just like, you know, that that are that are willing to you know stick with whatever sound I go with, whether death metal, EDM, maybe even if I go and try to do some like country hip hop or whatever, they'll no matter what they'll give me a chance and stick with it. Yeah. You mentioned Chester a second ago about uh, his, his uh, inspiration towards you and everything. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed, you know, I've become so numb. Uh, he has all these songs that are talking about his internal uh, struggle and such, but yet he still committed suicide and everything. How do you think uh, one of my main goals is to help the general public think, just period, you know, and to think about how other people are dealing with certain things in life, right? What's going on? I don't necessarily, right. I'm not about politics and all that. I don't care about this back and forth crap. Right. We realize what we need in life and stuff, but it's those people above that are making it difficult. Amen. But, Amen. So I want people to think about, you know, what's going on in our government that's obviously affecting us, but also what are these people that are in the mainstream right now speaking about? What? Because obviously what they're speaking about now is what they've been speaking about for a while. How can we... How can we um, be aware of it and, like, you know, See. help help an artist or whatever? See, and that's uh, and that's and that was that was always the problem was because you know, with Chester, he just he he was one of those that was just really trying to keep it to himself, and even like, excuse me, um, even in some of those uh, in some uh, interviews that I had uh, looked up right after he had uh, had done what he did, like of people. All the, of people talking about him like after no not just career. talking about him like there were some interviews that if you watch he was talking about how bad his mind was going but yet barely anybody was listening and it just i don't know it just makes you wonder just like how hard do people fight like how hard do they fight in the background that we don't know about because like chester already had a hard uh real hard life and that's even why he's a big inspiration to me is because like i've, I've drawn i've drawn some correlations between me and his life that like really set well with me which is why i just love lincoln park's music in general and it's like and it's even with that is that like you know my mom uh would tell me when I, like i would just sit there blast lincoln park that you know some of the music sounds the same and this was before he passed away then right after he did it i like talked to my mom about it because you know she already knew she knew that i was a big fan of him so we had like a little conversation about it and i told her it's just like you remember that one day that you said that their music sounded the same and she was just like yeah and i was just like that's because he never stopped crying he was adamant from the very beginning all the way exactly he never stopped crying he was sitting there just trying and trying to be out there and trying to really extend his hand it was just i don't that that's that's where it gets that's where it gets really hard to answer to because like you know you pay attention now and it's just like why didn't I notice this before yeah. and it's because they just put up that wall that they're, that they're strong and that they're fighting and can keep fighting and then damn even if you did notice then though like how could you even go about helping a dude or like whatever you know that's that's even yeah that's even the hardest part cuz like I've I've had a I've had a run in with a a buddy of mine committing suicide and he uh I ask myself every day, why didn't he call me? And then again, like I'll admit, like I really wasn't, you know, calling him and keeping up today and wasn't checking in on him and stuff. But it was still just like, you know, I had no idea what he was going through. Yeah. None. Same. Like you never really do. Nobody does. Like if they have their mindset on it, they're going to do it. Yeah. That's 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 what like really gets me down and out about th that type of shit. Is because it's like no matter what, it's like 
if they're going to do it, sadly, they're 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 going to do it. Yeah, I think that takes a lot of bravery, really, to even go through with that. Honestly, like, you know, a lot of people talk about it and things, and I've thought about it a lot and stuff. But uh, to actually go through with it, I've actually come recently to the the realization that really we're in charge of our own lives. Like, even if we lose our physical bodies here, it's still going to continue somewhere, you know. But the impact that we have on the souls in this life while we're here is a big thing. And see, that's what like, and like, that's what really, and that's what really gets at me too about that because it's like, they they don't understand how much that they touch people's lives because like, you know, like, because I've heard, because like there's been, there because I've heard of like at least like six different times where there was like people around me that I committed suicide. Mind you, not all of them were close to me. There was only really that one. But like, you know, some of them, they actually, and I just noticed that some of them, you know, really were trying to either, you know, get a, get attention or they were just trying to really, really get back at someone. It's always, it's always the whole thing that, you know, people need a little bit of that attention. They need someone to know that like their presence matter. Yeah. They're not, not just some Gasper, they're, yeah. they're not some Casper ghost that's just floating around. There's someone that's actually, so, that's physical that, you know, that someone can just sit there and be like, Hey, I'm here for you, man. Or like, Hey, you know, whatever you need, just hit me up. Like, that's, yeah. and that's especially what I, I try to do to a bunch of my friends now. Cause after that, I just tell, I always tell my, I always tell, I, I even tell my, you know, my brothers and shit. I tell them I love y'all. Let me know if you need anything. I'm always here for you. Don't ever forget that. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, y'all got y'all in my mind, y'all in my heart. And like, like, no, like no homo, no, none of that. Like you family to me. Yeah. Fuck the blood. Fuck if we're actually like physically like related or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm here for you. Even if you're not here for me. We're all mammals, really, just trying to figure it out. We're we're all mammals in the animal kingdom, just trying to fight for survival. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't have to. We can make this utopian society, but that's going to be a long time. Yeah, I think the, really the main. That's why I'm doing this. Is like the main thing is just talking about it. See, and that's even why, like, I want to do like other genres because you know, like, if I become that center pillar of like having all this different music, to me, I'll I'm like one of the like. I'm one of the examples that there is this thing as utopian because if like all this can, can be combined into one, then like Dude, why can't we do that with the, the society? Yeah, the main thing that I see, man, are the people that top. Because okay, you were mentioning about Chester and other people that uh, come out with like really inspirational shit, right? Mm -hmm. They come out with that inspirational shit because they were inspired because they went through some shit, right? So the exactly. other, the other, the other team. I wouldn't say necessarily team. We're all like one team in this mm -hmm. on this world, but the people that haven't been through the things. And they're they've grown up in a really wealthy society and such, and they're seeing things from the periscope of Facebook, and they're like, oh, and they're just judging like left and right, oh yeah, which is oh, tearing yeah. everyone down. But then on top of that too, you've got people that are like the elite wealthy, which I'm not against people having like enormous amounts of money or whatever. Right. But if you're spending six hundred billion dollars on a cathedral, <laughs> you know, and you're not helping people with food and such, that's right. that's the main problem i think see and that's yeah uh, see that that's a little that's a little bit of my criticism on society too is that you know you got you got all of these like really up there rich people especially like like especially when you got like the ones at like a, a christian school and stuff like that a christian private school and they have to and like there's kids that have to pay for tuition and yet some of them kids can't even their parents can't even pay for food but because their parents want them to get a good education through a religious school 
they're willing to spend all that money. It's just like, why can't, why can't y'all have a little, why can't there be some programs where like they could do this and that? Cause like, let's face it, not all, like, like let's be honest, not all them programs fit everybody. Yeah. True. Not everybody get them damn programs. They're still, they're still like, in my opinion, out of like all the people or out of all the kids that are sitting there struggling with their parents trying to get food, but their parents still have to pay for tuition at uh, the Christian school, only about, I, I bet you only about 15, 20% of them truly get those uh like those like uh programs for like oh you guys are gonna get this and that yeah. and like a free tuition and all mm-hmm. that while the while the la- last 80 percent are sitting there like having to struggle with their parents yeah and their parents are having to sit there and give them the last scrapes of food so that way they have energy enough to go and learn at school and they may or may not get like they might get like d's or c's or some shit and that exactly and then they're them. sitting there getting like a ruler or whatever the hell they're still doing in there and it's just like that's that's ignorant arrogance all that i don't like that at all yeah it's like you want to try to help the people and do this for like a certain and creator and stuff like that and yet you you out here doing that yeah mammon money yeah. especially it's for it's for the money Yep. i can't i can't i can't wrap my head around that at all you know what's crazy i looked at uh the dollar bills from one to like a hundred and it's literally the new dollar bills that came out mm-hmm. they're color-coded so they look exactly like monopoly money <laughs> it's like the, i didn't even see that yeah, actually the hundreds are like i don't know i don't say the colors but like pink green oh shit it's <laughs> fucking crazy they're like laughing in our faces but oh man i would be too shit I mean, yeah, that was one of the main things. Uh, I grew up from like a religious. My mom was like a Catholic, so she literally had like a ruler, like you know all that so stuff. You, so you know exactly what Dude, I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. went to Victory Christian School, I went to Grace Christian School, but I went to Bixby at homeschool. I and you know I've lived. I went in a perfect Fibonacci, like a golden ratio. I've lived with the people around the city of Tulsa in like different houses, rich country, like ghetto North Tulsa. So I've seen. I think that was that's been part of my like destiny in life is just seeing how everyone operates but like yeah. a lot of wealthy people don't really get to see that they don't hang out with like see yeah because like for me like i'll admit you know i grew up on the south side of tulsa most almost all my like ever since i lived here when i was eight but it's just the little background stuff that's happened here and there like you know you know i've had you know close relatives pass away from me and then you know i would have just these little revelations of like what was happening when i was a lot younger and then like come coming to grips with some stuff that I found out when I was only 17, 18. And then I went and would go live in a house that was full of just chaos and like literal 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 definition of pure fucking evil. Like just almost danger around every corner, it felt like. And then at one point I went over to uh Georgia and I and I was hanging around uh the ghetto because like uh I was in a Savannah, Georgia. In ghetto in Georgia. Well, yeah, so, like, in Savannah, it's really weird how they have it set up there. Like, you know how usually they usually have, like, one section of the city that has, like, the ghettos and stuff like that? Yeah. Savannah is placed everywhere. Hmm. There's not one area. It's placed everywhere. Like, it's like no matter where you go, like, especially if you go downtown, there's, there's like, a ghetto right, 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 like, right there next to downtown. Just spots, and, like, little spots everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Yeah, and I would go and hang out in them areas with this one dude who was, like, acting like a mentor to me uh, for rap. And, like, you know, he would sit there and, you know, and, like, he would sit there and, you know, give me a little bit of, like, knowledge and two cents and here and there about what's going on. And, like, especially when it comes, especially since, you know, I'm a, because, you know, like, he, he was black. And, you know, I'm just some white boy from Oklahoma. And he's sitting there. He's trying to put me under his wing because, like, after the first week of me and him hanging out and every and almost everybody around, like, him, his area were starting to get used to me. 
they would all right off the bat be like, man, you lucky you lucky he found uh, you before us because I'd have robbed your ass. Dang. And it's just like, and it's, the, and it's the realization that it ain't even just because you know I'm white or just anything like that. It's the realization that I'm not from there and that's how, that's how they run their streets. That's how they run their part of society because it's not just, it's not just, a centerpiece of like, oh, you got like, you know, a neighborhood community and this and that and blah, blah, blah. No, there's some areas where you got, you know, just a neighborhood community, but there's some areas where almost the whole city is your neighborhood community. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel like in Savannah. And I like really paid attention and learned a lot and learned that, you know, just, you just always, like, no matter where you're at, you always just got to make sure that you're looking, that you're looking around every corner because you never know what's going to be there, whether it's an opportunity or something that's kind of trying to get at you or whatnot you know yeah and they look kind of the same almost mm -hmm. sometimes two opportunities and yeah and that's and that's how it was in uh savannah because like originally i was only supposed to stay there until about like uh well at the time well before i had found out or before so i went down there to go help out my cousin with her kids to help babysit them because her uh, husband was in the army and was deployed and so I went down there and was hoping that her babysit. And then at one point in time, she didn't really need me to babysit anymore. But I had just met that dude. So I stayed and I had met him in February. So I had left around September 2017. I met this dude around February 2018. And then she told me like really around February 2018 that, you know, she didn't really need me anymore. But since I just met him, I decided to stay and uh I uh, stay, and so I just ended up staying there until August of 2018. I was just like, and I, I don't really see the, I don't really see the benefit in this anymore, to be honest, bro. And me and him just got into a whole argument about it, and then one thing led to another, and I came back here to Tulsa. He wasn't, he was slowly st stopping, like focusing on you, basically. He was kind of doing his own thing, or like. So me and him were supposed to do a duo group project, right, and. I had ended up leaving my cousin's house in May to live in my truck to ch because like me and my cousin were kind of kind of getting tensions between each other. And uh, the dude said, you know, if you live down in your truck, we'd be able to focus solely on music every day. I could probably only name one day where we probably did something for music. Not even just we didn't. We, I really I really wrote shit that summer. I really did anything but went to one studio session and even then them two songs ain't nobody ever gonna hear that shit so he just kind of wanted to like stay alive like stay or was he really trying to do music and stuff or i mean he he was telling me that like when i would be at work and shit that he would be going and doing this this and that trying to promote me and promote my name and all this but i didn't see anything yeah I, and even on weekends you know like usually Usually you would think like on weekends, the day that everybody has off and everybody's trying to like really get shit done, that we would have went and did something to for like music or like do like some promoting that he he's in there talking about. We would go and hang out at one of the little ghetto apartments or we just go to one of his uh, other homies uh, neighborhood over uh, near his mama's house uh, and we'll sit there and just smoke and chill. Hmm. So, yeah, so that was like another... Uh instance where you kind of try to open your arms to help people in but it really is just too much baggage and it wasn't even just me trying to I, it wasn't even me trying to feel like that i was trying to help him i just like was he was just sitting there you know talking my ear with all this sweet stuff like you know hey you're gonna help out with this you're gonna get this you're gonna do that and blah 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 and i was just like man if you opening up your arms i mean i'm willing to hustle with you yeah and that's the whole thing like i said like i just it, it was like that point in time where like i was it was around that point in time i was still in a pretty bad relationship with this one girl and so 
me just trying and so I, me, it was just me trying to stack too much on my plate and stuff like that and like i said like you know i try to really line everything up on my own but he was one of those dudes that was trying to take over mine yeah. like he was trying to make sure that i was out there every day I, I didn't i wouldn't even have a day just to like go and hang out with my mama like uh -huh. especially when i was out in my truck and stuff like you know like there would be like three weeks that would go by all of a sudden, I get a phone call from my mama. Hey, I'm about to be in a, a downtown Savannah. You want to go out to eat? And I go let the dude know. We got shit to do, bro. And then what? Uh, you wouldn't do anything? Or like what? Kind of go out? but like No, not really I, I, would end, I would end up going out. Because yeah. I, I would end up going out. But it was just the whole thing that like the pattern that I was seeing for those three weeks. Mm -hmm. That day, we weren't finna do shit. Compared to not spending time with your mom and then like not really getting as much done as you wanted. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was just like, like if, if we actually had something that I knew, because I because if we had shit to do besides going over to this homie's house, smoking or doing this and that, I didn't know. Because he wouldn't he let me like know manager, until the last he, minute. He was like my manager, but it was like, it would be last minute bullshit that he would like tell me. And I would just be sitting there going like, what do we have to do? Yeah. Man, we do this shit every day. And I'm just like, so we're just going to go over to your homie's house. And I'm I, I and just like I said, it just got to the point around August where I was just like, man, this it don't seem worth it anymore because like I'm actually out here trying to you know make some music and really really trying to show that like I can be like I can I can show that I want this and I'm yearning for it and I really really want it, but it's just yeah, it just didn't work out in my favor. And I mean like we were about to also, or I and actually I was about to just uh, put down for an apartment in Savannah, but after I finally just had that epiphany, I was just like, man, I can't get that apartment no more. Savannah, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was about to, yeah, I was I was literally about to like live and stay in Savannah until finally I just finally just opened my eyes and was like, okay, I've been seeing this for the past two months. I've been seeing it for a minute. It's time for me to get get going because this inconsistency is pissing me off. Yeah. I'm really glad that you said that with the vision because uh next year is gonna be twenty twenty. Twenty twenty vision. That's, so. that that needs to be my year. I, I I guarantee by the time summer's over, I'm finally gonna have my shit together and that's why I'm hoping that I can start like really laying out my project. Yeah, I hope that's my hope for everyone too. Is like use this year as a foundational building year, and then go, you know can connect with the people too. Cause man, exactly. that's the main thing I've learned in life is like life isn't shit without people. You know, mm -hmm. I mean there might be some shitty people out there, but like uh, I was telling Taylor, I think maybe the first episode that uh, I overdosed on it was shrooms. But it was shrooms laced with PCP, mm. and then I jumped in like the hot tub. I was about so like, to say you can't over, you can't OD on shrooms. Yeah, but yeah, PCP and stuff. So like I almost died and stuff. But um, uh, oh man, what were we talking about? This happens a lot. You OD? Yeah. Fifty. Cool. That I was gonna ask. Um, man, what were we talking about before that? Uh, about people connecting with them. And, oh, life's all about people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I had this overdose, I'm, like, laying in my bed, basically, like, a vegetable, couldn't move and, like, do anything. I'm, like, this is going to be eternity forever. I'm not going to, like, listen to another person's voice or, like, feel their touch or anything. And so, and then when I've just traveled my whole life and I've, like, left all my possessions and I'm trying to, like, regain my possessions and my position of influence in, in the community and stuff, I'm, like, man, this is all just meaningless, you know? Right. The only thing that matters is other people. And if another person, for instance, like you, wants to do something in life, you're, I've noticed that you've been big on music. Mm -hmm. Music, to me, I know, is like one of the most powerful things. My goal should be to help you get to where you need to be. This is just me, not necessarily everyone, but I right. know that everyone has the potential to at least help in some way, shape, or form, you know? Right. Liking a comment, sharing, just being active instead of just... And I know that some people, like, for instance, on Facebook, I'm real prom prominent in, 
uh, people just want to get on there for memes because they want to get away from society and read yeah. stuff. But I feel like, you know, there's a time for everything. There's a time for that. But then there's the other time to face things head on. And a lot of people aren't about that. See, and that's and like for me, like, I, like even though I've actually been kind of keeping more up to date on my Instagram these days, especially since I've been doing some open mics and stuff like that. And we have like the music video that I've been putting out there or snippets of. Uh, I really have been trying to stay off of social media. Cause like I've noticed that like every time I look at that and I see some other person's like you know having this good a time with their life and blah 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 and I'll sit there and just kind of be like well damn I wish I could be in that position but it's just like you know I stay away from social media so that way I could look so that way I see what's around me and I can see what I have to appreciate yeah because like you know it's always nice to you know be on there and like other people's status for what they like but it's just like I don't really post much stuff on my on my on my personal social medias I only post once in the blue moon mm -hmm. like it's like you know like I, the last time i posted on my uh, personal instagram was my uh, little brother's birthday on the 11th that was the last time i posted something just a picture of me and him with a little bit of crazy edits on it other than that like i, I usually stay off of social media the only time i get up on on there if i'm like texting wife here in the group chat we got going on other than that like i try to usually mostly keep to myself yeah and just keep to the people that's around me which i find there's a time for that too because you don't want necessarily outside influences all the time but I don't know. This is like the thing too about hearing about a lot is like I don't want to stray away from social media. It's it's such you're good. It's such a powerful tool for us to use. Like I've connected with so many different people um unknowingly. I'm seeing their friends list. I'm like, holy shit, I haven't talked to you in like forever. And then yeah. something really cool happens about it. See, yeah. Yeah. Just like you said, it's a time and place for everything. It's just, you know, for me right now, I've been trying to just keep off of social media. Like I've been I've been trying to keep up to date with a few other people on social media, but it's just like I said, with most of everybody else, the only ones I'm keeping in touch with the people that's morally around yeah. me today right now. Because right now, like I said, I'm just in the moment with a bunch of background bullshit going on. That's why I'm trying to find a good media person. Um, that's another reason why I'm having these is to collect the team to do the things necessarily. And I want a media person to kind of, uh, you know, boost our post. If I honestly think that if we have a small group of people that are constantly, uh, I've been connecting with some people that we've I've known for a couple of years now. Right. And I'm like, man, I, we should just be sharing each other's shit because we all talk about the same things and have the same agendas. So if we had a group of 12 that are liking people's stuff and sharing it, then that'll just, that'll yeah. go on, you know? See, so. yeah, yeah, even I have noticed that because, like, um, with, how my, with how my rap Instagram is set up, you know, it's got, like, you know, the three pictures, you know, one on each side and then the middle one and stuff like that, just to have that, like, little, like, cool look to it and stuff. Uh, and I've been trying to keep up to date with that, but it's just, you know... It's since a lot of work. Since I have to try to like put three pictures, I try to actually make sure that my pictures look really good and are edited yeah. pretty damn well. So yeah, that's important. Yeah, marking's been a big thing of mine, and just having that like, I mean, with Instagram, it's like you want to post your personal things, like, hey, this is what I'm really doing in life. Yeah. But, but also, you don't want to make it too like general. And then again, I also like being that type of guy that lays low, because that's always how I've been. Like even in high school, you know, I never really was a part of like many cliques. And I always was that kind of nomadic friend that was just here and there. But, like, I always like laying low and keeping my business to myself and only telling, you know, what's a handful of people what's going on. Let it out on stage. Uh-huh. Uh, like, keep quiet, like yin and yang. Like, you keep quiet most of the time, but when you're on stage, that's when all your energy, like... Yeah, exactly. And even when I'm on stage, there's, like, you know, I've been, I've been talking... Like, I haven't really even been trying to promote all that much when i've been on stage i've been just trying to you know just do music and show people like what kind of artist i am and just how i sound and it's and really like the the last time the uh last thursday this this uh last thursday when uh 
I went to a Juice Maker Lounge. I like promoted this exclusive song that I had uh, called Rap Is Dead. Totally botched that song. I totally botched it so bad. Like I, they have a, la- a live band, and I went to each and every single member trying to get the instrumental instrumentation right. Everything was right. I just was messing up because I was just I was just in the moment. It yeah. was just it was just like that giddy feeling. That's just like. I'm really doing this and it's just I just I tried I kept going with it and people gave me props to say that they didn't even notice that I messed up but I was just like I botched my song you almost have to do that I saw a video on um, <coughs> Facebook the other day of uh, Denzel Washington speaking at a college and basically saying man you gotta mess up you gotta feel how it feels like being on stage and getting that energy being attracted to you and mm-hmm. hearing your own voice and noticing like the energy rise and low between your energy and all that like it's just a process so yeah, and I've and I've been I've been noticing that the more I've been going on uh, open mics, I've noticed that too to give people a little bit more leeway in um, coming out with their endeavors in life is like I've traveled a lot in my life and I've noticed even with schools telling Taylor on the first webcast how I I've gone to Grace and Victory and Bixby and homeschooled, you almost get like a fresh start at making your ego or character how you want to present to people. And that's how I felt about Georgia, because, like, you know, originally I had the option not to go to Georgia, but with all some stuff I was going on at that point in time, I was just like, maybe this could be my chance to go and reevaluate myself. Maybe this could be the chance for me to go and really, because, like, originally my name wasn't even Haku back then. It was a Super Tramp uh, from uh, uh, Into the Wild. Okay. And uh, The movie? Yeah. Okay. And, and the book, because I, I got it from a buddy of mine. And, um, um, uh, and I was just like, maybe this could be the chance for me to really expand who Supertramp is. And so, you know, I go and meet the one dude and we start doing these group projects. I realized that it wasn't really working out. And <laughs> and then I go and uh, I'm watching Naruto and I'm seeing the fight bet- with uh, Haku. They're one of their first major enemies. And it's just like he was trying to find a purpose in life. And that's how I always felt like I was trying to find a purpose. So Haku's dead in the show. So what if I like resurrect him, but as in my own image? Yeah, dude. Yeah, like so, talking about multiple like parallel dimensions and shit. Basically, like, yeah, bro. And like, and you know, like, and if you notice in some of my songs, I actually throw in a few Naruto references, so that way you know it draws in correlation. That's to what the I said before. Name. Suicide uh, Boys, they kind of remind me of that a little bit. They yeah. have like that uh, edgy rock, but like rap, just. But they have a lot of videos that are go with Naruto. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I love about that. That's, okay. And that's what I love about music too. And like even uh, uh, Charlemagne the God, he's the one that also influenced me to do more Naruto references because he was even just like, you know, where's all the fun references in rap music? Like everybody's trying to be so damn serious now. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's that like, is look- so true. Like you can be serious, but also be a little quirky and, and weird and funny and goofy and just throw in something like Who I Am is a pretty rock, is a pretty like hardcore song. But like I, like the first scream word that I say is Sharingan. Charring gun? Mm-hmm. And I'm referencing the third eye. Okay. So bet yeah. you ain't ready for my showering gun. Yeah. Oh, dang. I didn't know that was a term that what uh language like is that Indian? See, or uh, no, no, showering gun is a is a is a I know it's a, a pineal gland, but Sharu gun is No, no, no. So the pineal gland, third eye, you know, that's real and everybody a lot of people already know that. But the showering gun is in Naruto and it's a special eye that only a certain number of people can get through a blood through a uh, blood trait. Like it's in your DNA genes and it's supposed to really help you study and your uh, opponent's moves, tactics, and read their chakra levels and stuff. So I'm referencing that as my third eye, and especially with music, with how I'm trying to write in, really trying to, you know, you know, have people, you know, have feelings and emotion and just have something triggered to make them think and stuff. So I'm just like, y'all ain't ready for my sharing gun because as soon as I really reach that 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 peak moment, I'm going to blow y'all's minds. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hitting about an hour now. 
Exactly, man. Oh, wow. Talking about time and such. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, so we got Haku here. Uh, what are some of your next endeavors that you're coming out with? Uh, right now, I'm just right now I'm just trying to go to open mics. I'm trying to do that more on a weekly thing, and I'm trying to just prepare myself. And I'm just trying to prepare myself for this wife fear group project because we're supposed to be really talking about some deep and uh, some deep emotional and controversial stuff. We're really trying to like we're really trying to promote ourselves as a group that's like, you know, not your generic little rap group that like is out here like popping bottles or doing this and yeah. that. No, we're actually it's trying to you know something. speak on some real shit and you know also make them like headbangers that just makes your day feel a lot better. Awesome, hell yeah, um, yeah. So. What we're doing now, basically, we're, we're looking for sponsors. Uh, we've got a whole lot lined up, but we're just working with uh, with everyone working with Trio Life, Supervillain. Can I mention that? Everyone that we're working with, Supervillain, Obituary, Haku with Music. We're starting, I'm grabbing people that are either on the ground floor, that are already rising now, just to work together and go up together. And so we're looking for, for Haku. We need uh, some music equipment and everything to produce all that. Yeah, please, I would really appreciate this. Like, I, I already have the drive, motivation, and the ideas, it's just right now I just need the equipment and I'm in a position where money is really, really tight for me, so I'm not even able to do anything musically for myself. I have to wait for the group stuff, so if I could please, I would really, yeah. Yeah, hit him up, he's got some good, powerful stuff and you come out with more and more, and I know that the more equipment that you have, the more influential thing, because you'll be able to have more free time and space in your mind and your oh, life yeah. to actually like, Oh yeah. Creative. So yeah, um, and then here we're looking for camera equipment and uh, different things for Taylor and his supervillain obituary. Um, just whatever. If you want to sponsor, uh, we've got some LLCs for uh, like uh, nonprofit things that you can uh, get a tax exempt from, and we're working all that. So, and is there anything else that you want to add to? No, just uh, you know, just check out my uh, just check out my mixtape, uh, s uh, sneak out demo on SoundCloud, uh, Haku underscore st. You definitely will not be able to miss it with the picture I have for it. Uh, and just, you know, give it a listen and enjoy. And if you do listen, enjoy Harder. That is one raw song that my next mixtape is probably going to be based morally off of. Harder? Harder. All right. Yeah, then. it's a real punk instrument. It's a really, like, headbanging punk instrumental. But, man, I tried I tried to do a bit of screaming. It's, it's, a, it's, a, little, it's a little out there. But, like I said, it's just one of them raw songs. I was just like, you know what? I bet the people would like that. Raw's good. Raw's real. Raw so. is real, real. Roswell. well. All right. So thank you very much. Welcome to the second episode of Tree of Life Networking. Thank you. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs>